This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. The Hamilton Inline Hockey Club holds pride of place in the East Link Community Hub in Ruakura. The facility is very unassuming from the outside, but as soon as you walk in, you find it is an international standard inline hockey court. It's got all the mod cons and very much has the club vibe. But what they do stretches well beyond hockey. Public skate sessions, roller discos and even radio control car events are all part of it. I paid the club a visit to meet with President Jan Wurter and to hear about what makes the operation tick as well as the challenges it faces. Yes, so my name is uh, Jan Boerta. I'm currently the president here at Hamilton Inline Hockey Club. Um, I got involved about two years ago. My oldest son got to play inline hockey through the school um, because the club runs a school league for intermediate and high schools, um, which runs on Wednesday and Thursday nights. And so the school provides, creates a team and then they get to play and um, so we, we played for one term and then he really liked it and through the school league we saw the club, we joined up with the club and his hockey just improved tremendously from there because obviously you get a bit more exposure and you play club games over weekends. And, and then my other two sons joined up as well. Um, the youngest is five, always will be turning six in a couple of months. So they all love it and then I started playing six months ago or seven months ago, so we, we, I play with the social team, you know, just a, a bit older people, you know, of the club, but there's a lot of them that's been skating for many years, so we all just come out here and have fun, and um, the, that group of um, players have been really good, like, they're really accommodating towards players like me who can't skate or can't, haven't played hockey before. They really support us. Um, Denim and Laura are the coaches for us and they help us. They take us aside and show us what we need to know. And then we get time on the rink to play. So it's all a lot of fun. Sounds like it's a pretty wholesome family environment. If, if you've got so many people in your family, yours alone, involved in, uh, involved in the club. 
It is. Yeah. <laughs> it can certainly soak up a lot of time because, um, like I say, uh, if, if you join the club and you play on weekends, for example, I've got a son that's under 10 and then a son that's under 14. You know, they play two games on a Saturday uh, for each grade. So there might be two games in the morning, two in the afternoon, and you end up spending most of the day here at the club anyway. So, and the club runs on volunteers. So, you know, um, I guess I just saw it in the sense that I'm here anyway, so why not just help out, you know, and uh, we rely on parents to, to come and help. And so that's how I got involved with the committee and, you know, uh, doing a bit more here. So yeah, there'll, there'll always be some parents that's got kids come through. So, uh, you know, hopefully, we can get them involved, more parents involved as well, you know, so that everybody can contribute. Uh, we certainly want to build on that um, family atmosphere this year and get more and more parents uh, involved. Because I think COVID is has done the sport a little bit of injustice. You know, a lot of people have been stuck at home. Um, but then again, my sons started rollerblading in the street because of COVID because we were stuck at home. So uh, as long as kids are aware of, of it and roller, and they can enjoy rollerblading and get out here, then it'll be good. It sounds like there could be a bit of a renaissance then in, in hockey and, and line skating in general. Um, after COVID, people are wanting to get back out there. Yeah, I think I think we've we've definitely had a lot more interest, especially like I mentioned, the social uh, club, the, the social team. We've had towards the end of the year, we had easily thirty people coming on a Wednesday night to come and train. So, and a lot of five or six of those people have never skated before. So, there's definitely a seem to be a more of interest, and we're hoping that this year we can grow the club a bit more like a lot of events, um, a lot more than I would have thought. Yeah, the, the club is uh, really busy. I, I have to say as well, this club is, uh, we're very fortunate to have this facility here in Hamilton. Um, the, the original members that, that started the club and then helped um, build this club, you know, they've done a good job and, you know, the, the, the members taking care of it and through the years they've done upgrades and it's come a long way and this is certainly one of the top clubs and facilities in the country so we're very lucky to have it here in Hamilton um, I, I I feel if if we can just keep improving on it we make sure that everybody comes to the Waikato and play at our club you know so um, but yeah um, we've got other than the actual inline hockey events we've got a big tournament coming up on Waitangi weekend, it's a three-on-three -three tournament. So we've got under 10, 12, 14, uh, under 10, 12 combination teams, under 14, 16 combination teams, and then um, senior teams playing. Um, and that's going to run from Saturday morning, eight o'clock till 10.30 at night for three days, every day. So um, you should drop by, come and have a look. It's, yeah, uh, fantastic. It's yeah, in fact, um, yeah, someone I know, Lance, who's a photographer. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. he he said to me specifically, I should get along for the for yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he, he comes out and takes some photos for for the club and posts it up. It's really good. Um, yeah, so we've got obviously we've got the inline hockey events, um, but like this weekend coming, we've got 
the rink is booked out for uh, a hockey team, just a normal hockey team. They're going to practice inside. Um, we've got the skate night. Well, we call it skate night, but during the holidays, we have this uh, during the days. But um, starting the weekend after Waitangi weekend, every Friday night, 7 to 9, we've got um, skate night, skate disco night, you know. Um, we're doing some improvements to the lighting for that, so um, that's going to be awesome this year uh, going forward. Um, you know, school groups or uh, holiday programs make use of the facility. Uh, we've got training camps here. Um, in the past, I believe they've used lacrosse, have used the rink. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the Hamilton Radio Control Car Club makes use of the rink. They've got all the gear stashed in the back there, so they um, put mats and pipes on the on the rink, and then they basically have a whole course for all of their gear. And that's an awesome event to come and um, view as well, because which kid doesn't like you know radio controlled cars, you know? Absolutely. So um, yeah, and we've we hire it out for birthday parties sometimes. Um, our main challenge through all of this is really the volunteers and you know if if we could afford it it would be great to have somebody here permanently that could manage the rink in terms of opening and closing it for us because then we could have it open all day and people could come and skate any time of the day you know but at the moment it we're all working you know and if we can, we can come and open up. You know, mm. so. so it's basically completely run on a volunteer basis at yeah, the moment. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. <laughs> See, we get a lot of funding from community trusts and things like that to be able to maintain the venue. We do actively uh, apply for grants. Um, we have late last year we applied for um, our previous president, Ra Greensill, applied for a grant through the Lion Foundation, and we got some money there, which is going to enable us to redo all of these disco lights, which is a big need for us. Um, and it's going to help us complete some of the floor um, carpeting tiling that we wanted to do. So yes, um, without that kind of funding, we wouldn't be able to do the maintenance and upkeep of the of the rink. Um, the membership fees, hiring out the rink, all those, um, and the skate nights on Friday nights. Those, the money we're getting from that just covers the the basic monthly costs for the rink. No. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at those fans those they've made a big difference since they've been put in last year june july but they're also very power hungry mm. <laughs> so they cost us a few dollars every month um mm. yeah so I've, I've tried to look into power providers to get a bit more discount on power but I haven't been that lucky so far mm. i was gonna ask how much of this has developed since you have been involved in the club because a lot of this looks quite new i mean even this this room we're sitting in at the moment looks very new yes it is very new so since i've been here um we've the the uh, and i'm not saying i've done it the mm-hmm. the the committee 
in the last two years have worked towards it. So the glass that you've seen on the ring boards below, that was put in, um, <coughs> which has been a really good big hit. Um, it just changed the whole way you can view whatever is going on in the rink. Um, the fans has been put in, and then all of the carpeting, and then this, this room. This room and the carpeting and the fans being installed uh, was done through a, um, a program called Clubhouse Rescue. Um, they'll be airing an episode on Bravo, I believe, early February. Um, so they came in, helped out with that, um, added some of the, paid for a lot of, of this, and then they're going to be putting it on TV. And so they go around New Zealand helping out clubs like us um, um, to just make things look a little bit better. And this is a very un unassuming uh, space here. Um, you know, at the back of, um, behind the badminton um, building and stuff. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't think this would be back here, but this is, this is amazing. This looks like um, world class. Really? It looks awesome. Yeah, we're actually saying that we, the, the size of the rink is to international st standards, so we could actually host uh, international matches here you know uh, it, it, um, certainly if you can arrange something we'll i'm sure we can get the, the, the funding to make it even better <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully an interested organization can can hear yeah i mean um for this for the year forward or for the next couple of years there's a couple the club has been around for a while now so um you know like i said uh, maintenance and upkeep is is always at the forefront of our minds so one of the big things we want to do is um, redo all of the change rooms and bath uh, and showers, toilets that goes with it. So that's going to be quite a big expenditure for us. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully we can find some sponsor out there or uh, you know some grants that, that will allow us to do that. Mm. Do you know if clubs like this around the country are, are, are patronised as much as this is? Because it just so sounds immense how much you've got going on here on the roster um yeah i think i haven't been talking to too many of the other clubs um but from some of the players i've heard that you know we we probably have a bit more in the sense of the facility that we've got um i think there was a team from levin they literally get dressed in the car park and then they go inside and play you know so we are very lucky but in terms of running clubs, you know, they all have the same problem. It's all volunteer based, you know, we, they have to rely on their members to help them out. Um, but, you know, um, we've got a member like Richard downstairs and he's always here for us during the holidays to come and open up the rink on Tuesdays, 10 to 12. Uh, he's been trying to do it more frequently, you know, and. And that's just a wonderful opportunity for the kids to come out and skate during the holidays when they might be sitting bored at home, you know, because parents can't all have all holiday off, you know. Mm. <laughs> on that subject, what have we got going on here today? There's a lot of kids here. Um, it's just our uh, normal holiday um, 
skate day or skate night, you know, we, um, if we dim all the lights, it's, it's dark enough, but still light enough for them to actually see the disco lights. We put some music on and they can skate to their heart's content. It's, it's just a fun outing. We just had um, one of the grandmas come by the, at the kitchen down below and say she had her granddaughter um, over last week and she had a lot of fun and she brought some friends over today and they even had more fun. So she asked if we can open the club more often for, for this type of event. So <laughs> yeah, if we have volunteers to open up the club more often, then yeah, it's something we can do. Could you ever see it being anything more than a volunteer club, like a revenue-generating enterprise? Because <coughs> it looks like it. this view, what I'm seeing out here, out the window, looks like a, you know, a commercial premise. I mean, um, places like uh, Mount Wellington Rink, that's council-owned, I think that they're council-owned, they run the rink in the sense of a, a business because they've got certain times where there's skate sessions for general public where they have music going but then there's also club sessions they do figure skating there um, I think there's another there's three main groups that share the rink the rink use um, but the, the problem with that I guess is um, your your main sport that what the facility is there for then gets compartmentalized you know and for for players to get better they need more ring time you know so it's there's always that fine balance to getting the whole community involved and getting more of them in here so that they can get introduced to the sport but then also grow the sport in its own right so there's a there's that challenge for us um yeah. So this is an, a great quality public facility which can be used for multiple purposes, um, whereas for it to be a revenue generating venture, it would have to be more focused and more, more um, a bit less inclusive for diverse events and things. No, I think, I think if you talk about making it a business, um, if we had, say, two staff here and you could have it open all the time, then we could certainly, you could certainly look at running it and making more money. But because the, our main times where the rink is just sitting here is eight to five, basically. There's, you know, most people are at work or kids are at school. But if we can find a use for it during those times, you know, that, that would really unlock the potential of the facility. Mm-hmm. How was the um, experience for you getting into hockey? Uh, did you, were you, were you egged on by your, your children? Oh, it, it was a gradual cutover uh, in the sense that I got involved because my son started playing for the school and I came out here supporting him and supporting the, the school coach and then what happened was the school coach um, got too busy with his job so he asked if I would like to take over coaching the school team but I didn't know anything about hockey so YouTube is our friend and and also 
being out the often, you you meet people like Anna and you know some of the other coaches and staff around, or not staff, but I mean members, talk to them and. We just started doing some basics with the kids, and when I joined the club, it just led from one thing to other. You know, it's it's such an awesome sport. Um, you know, fitness, agility, balance, um, competitiveness. You know, it's all there, and it it's just yeah, I really enjoy it. Mm. So it's a real good hobby as well as a sport, really. I think yeah. so because you, you can literally take your skates from here go outside and go skate down the pathways um, might just have to change your wheels for the right surface but mm -hmm. most definitely you know you can skate the whole town for yeah, really, really good mm. as I was coming coming up the path there were a whole bunch of kids heading out to the cars um, and yeah they were talking about how it was a different experience um, skating on the path than on this surface yeah. in here this <laughs> incredibly nice smooth surface yeah no, definitely. Uh -huh. Now, when you're skating outside and on the sidewalks, obviously there's potholes and lines and cracks, and you know, so it is different, but it's fun as well. Mm. It's just something else. Mm. Yeah, it makes this space even more important. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add at the moment, Jan? Well, uh, I guess if anybody hears this and they're interested in inline hockey mm. or just skating, come and. Um, see us either on a Friday night, 7 to 9. Um, go look at our website, um, hamiltoninline.co.nz. We're also on Facebook. And there's a skate night page on Facebook where we have information for, for the times and dates where we're open for that. Um, yeah, come see what we're all about and come join the club. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. WTS Waikato aims to share the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. If you have any stories you think are worth sharing, email me technician at freefm.org.nz and we can try plan something out. You can also get in touch with me via the WTS Waikato Facebook page. I look forward to hearing from you. Mā te wā.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.